Hello, lovelies. Welcome to Horror 421, the podcast, with your hosts, special effects makeup artist supreme, Elena Morales, and your friendly small-town horror author, Charles Campbell. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the frights in this week's episode. Horror 421 world. Um, welcome to the show today. We have our very good friend and my very good work colleague, Dean Von Odd. And we also have my love, Dustin. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you in the face. And then we also have Charles, my other co-host here today. Hello, um, hello. And today we're going to talk all about Dean's music, which is Dean Every... Uh, Destiny Everything and Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. It's awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So today we're going to ask you a couple questions about how you got started in music and what your biggest influences are. So honestly, what is your main influence in music as far as inspiration with horror? Uh, so that's a loaded question. Uh, so as you know, I do, I don't stick to one genre. That's because I'm influenced by so many different people. Um, you know, growing up, I was a child of uh the juggalo culture mm-hmm. uh insane clown posse twisted um but then also very much a new metal kid um so rob zombie um you know corn limp biscuit um but then also one of my all-time favorites who i'm seeing in a couple weeks is alice cooper um you know just I, i'm a fan of of i'm a showman uh like i love anybody that can put um, artistic value into their music, not only by storytelling in the music, but, you know, doing whatever on stage that makes it more interesting than just like getting up there um, like corpse grinder from uh, cannibal Cannibal corpse. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking neck. Dude, it's, you know, you hear a band like Cannibal Corpse and you see all the art art and stuff and then you see them live and there's just, it's a guy in sweatpants spitting in his own hair for 45 minutes. And it's like, where's, where's the showmanship? So anybody that has ever done like a artistic show, Ozzy, um, you know, that's, that's the shit that influenced me the most. Uh, his whole big prop sets that he has when he's on stage yeah right yeah well i tell you i jumped in and watched some videos back to back to back and you do you 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 definitely don't stick to one genre which is i really like that and i can see your influences and one of the things that really jumped out at me was some of the hip-hop influence uh i i heard that little dirty south vibe going in one of the tracks and i was like okay all right i can get into this so but uh yeah and deadite uh, i want to talk about that one specifically that one kind of blew my mind a little bit because i'm a big evil dead fan and and you guys did a great job with that tell me how you uh came about making that video because i really want to know you know where'd you find the cabin where'd you shoot it where'd you get the book all that stuff that was pretty cool so okay um the video for it I had the idea before I wrote the song and um, it was funny enough. The cabin is just a still picture of the original cabin. And then we, uh, me and my wife had a house in a that had a giant barn in it. 
uh, on the property. So we used for the interior shots, we used the barn. Um, and I just set up, I borrowed a deer's head from somebody and I set up, um, you know, the chair in there. And, uh, my wife made the book out of latex and an old sketchbook. It looked good. Um, yeah. I, I keep telling her she should make all kinds of stuff to sell, but she's so you're so talented. Like Christy has ADHD. just this insane talent. Like her makeups are just, oh yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. But, um, but a big reason why I wanted to do that song in particular is because, uh, I'm also a big fan of if somebody has a dream, um, that I can help accomplish. Um, I, I want to do that. And uh, my buddy Nicotine uh, had always wanted to do a song and a music video and all that stuff. And I was like, let's do it, man. Like, uh, you know, uh, we both love the Evil Dead franchise. Um, and I was like, you know, let's make a song about Deadites and, and you know, Kandarian Daggers and all that stuff. So we uh, ended up writing the song. Um, I brought him over to the house and we recorded it and then... I was like, all right, man, let's get bloody. <laughs> I, w- I would love for Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell to see that. I think they would get a big kick out of it. I, th- I thought it was great. Oh, I would man. pass out if that ever happened. I would pass out for you. Oh, there's like, got to be a way to make that happen. I would at least, I would love if they would just call it trash. It would be great. <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh my God, Sam Thanks Raimi Sam. called me garbage. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> you saw my stuff, man. Oh man, I, I don't think they would say that, but uh, because it was so well done. And uh, the other thing that interests me is I listen to a lot of music. A lot of my music is estrogen driven, though I listen to a lot of female music. Um, but I'm always interested in the process of songwriting. Now, your stuff is catchy, but there's some really good lyrics in there because I've listened very closely to uh, what I've listened to so far, and there's a lot of thought that goes into it. So. Tell me, what is your writing process to write a song? Uh, I've always been interested in that being an author myself. I've never sat down to try to write a lyric, though. What what right. what is your process? Um, it varies. Uh, one of two ways. Um, because I am a very um story driven uh guy. So uh, like for example, this next album that's coming out uh in March, uh, Poltergeist. Um, I had the concept for the entire album before I even heard the music for it. And when you don't have a band that you work with closely or a producer that you work with closely, you kind of have to, um, you know, find somebody like their sound. And then you're like, okay, this is kind of the sound I'm going for on this album. Um, and, and hopefully it turns out for the best. So one of two ways I'll either come up with the entire concept for what I want to do first. Um, and then kind of find producers, uh, or like, uh, for this album that's coming out in August, uh, the rock stuff Mm -hmm. with the rock producers. Um, you know, he's all the way in Brazil. Uh, so I'll be like, Hey, this is the kind of sound I'm going for uh, like a, rock blues sound for this album and um you know they'll send me the music and then once i have the music then i'll put it on and 
take the concept that I wanted to do and kind of start fleshing out, um, say, you know, uh, you want to do a sex song or you want to do a uplifting song or you want to tell a story with this. It just really all depends on um, when I do get the music, if I'm like, okay, this is totally off the concept, you know, uh, let's switch it up and do, you know, a story about, uh, you know, deadites or something like that. So it really all depends. The music does speak to you through the production part of it too. So. Yeah, um, I, I find similarities in that when I'm writing a book. You know, sometimes where I start isn't close to where I end. It'll go off in another direction because of what the story's bringing to me and where I want to take it. So I, I get that. That that's pretty cool. Right, and uh, it's a. I mean, it's it's definitely a journey. Um, you know, you as as a writer of anything, I'm sure you know. Um, I, I've written this whole album poltergeist three different times um, because I don't, I didn't like how it turned out or I was like, I can do better or something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's always a journey. Yeah. Well, you, you, at some point you, I'm sure you stop because you can do that to death. You can nitpick something ad nauseum until, you know, you you just get stuck. So I'm glad yeah. you don't get stuck. Well, my wife's my biggest critic. So it has, uh, when I let, them listen to it and they say okay this is uh listenable <laughs> and then i'm like all right everybody else will <laughs> like it <laughs> out of all of your songs though what i know it's hard to pick one because those are like all your babies but what's your favorite song that you've ever done Ooh, okay um I'm going to have to just say due to catchiness, how good it came out and, and the music video, probably human barbecue. Uh, it seems to be what sticks with everybody. So that, um, and, uh, I don't know, honestly, probably stuff I haven't released yet just because with, with any craft, you get better as time goes and with each project deck. So, uh, I mean, there's some stuff that I'm sitting on right now that I think will shortly be my favorite or fan favorites. Which also, let me correct myself. I don't like calling people that support me fans. Uh, they're either supporters <laughs> or friends or family because that's that's really what it is. And the underground scene is a, a fan. I, I don't have... Well, I have one fan. Uh, and that's uh, myself. So... <laughs> Oh, you got another. You, 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 you got at least one more. I'm a fan. After I watched all those videos and and listened to your music, uh, I definitely definitely am entertained. So, well, I would ra- I would rather say welcome to the family than okay. than I, calling I, you a fan. Fan just seems so like I'm not rich enough to have fans. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting there though. We're working yeah. on it. We're working on it, man. I'm here to uh, I'm here to help you with that. Uh, there you, yeah, there you, well, I get your point. You're right. I love making personal connections, though, with all all my fans. You know, family. Uh, we I call <laughs> you know anybody that has a fan base always has their name for it, like Juggalos or uh, Not Heads or what what was Maggots or yeah. like Corn Kids or something. So I call uh, mine uh, the Army of the Heartless, and 
It's uh every every it's like a club. Every it's an exclusive club for the the pigman people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a, a question for you, and it involves uh, the lady sitting right beside you. How difficult is it working with Elena? I heard she can be a bear working with. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's it's awful. No, I'm damn, kidding. Damn, damn. <laughs> I was just gonna say that You're the rider out. was expensive, but a <laughs> uh, bowl full of complete green M and M's in the trailer. <laughs> it's it's rough. No, honestly, I I love it. Um, because I, the film that we worked on together, and the um, you know, anything that we've done together so far, it's like I have an idea of what I want. And then she just surpasses the idea. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> this looks really cool. Uh, especially like with the face flaying in one of the upcoming films that, um, we're going to put out. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's been great so far. Well, well, it's I so saw, fun. Yeah. Well, I saw her, you know, uh, kind of, Jumping in with the uh, with the other cannibal women uh, about ready to chow down on you, so uh, the makeup in that was fantastic. She was relentless with that pan; she did not hold back. Remember that one scene <laughs> I hit you? I wish we could have got that in. Like I accidentally like yeah. hit something with it, and it literally made that cartoon noise, like that. Ding! Yeah, Rune did too. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, they just- they love, they <laughs> you had an outtake of it, right? And it was like, it's quiet, it's quiet. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I have a tough head, so. I will say, like, I think the hardest part of doing anything with us is me and him are both the type of people, we shoot for the moon every fucking time. And people are like, hey, guys, reel it in just like, just like a little bit. And we're like, no, we're going to do this and we're going to show you. And we tend to, but you know, we just, it's fun because we both have that mind that works together. He'll say something. I was like, oh, okay. And then we just go back and forth and then it works. And we're just like, oh, okay, fine. It works. Speaking of cannibal women. Uh, so I was telling uh, them the other day, uh, somebody put my music video on one of those YouTube channels that are like judge, whatever. And uh, they submitted the cannibal women from planet scum. I don't know it was that video. Yeah, and they uh, started the video, and the guy was like, I already don't believe it. Chunky guy walking through the woods. <laughs> don't, don't. It's not sellable. Oh, come on, man. I believed it. You sold but me. Behind the scenes of that video, what people don't know is that when we were actually putting seasoning on Dean before we were going to chow down on him, we all got pepper and seasoned salt in our eyeballs where oh. um, and I had contacts in, and he had, like, contacts and we were just like oh. yeah so i forgot to empty out the things but yeah oops that was a that was about five minutes like you you see a lot of blinking on that scene it's because all of us were like i got pepper in my eye <laughs> well going back to the chunky thing is you know if they're cannibal women they're gonna want to want a chunky guy they're gonna have plenty of food to feed everybody so right exactly i'm i'm very well uh what do you not marinated but i guess fattened <laughs> up i guess did any of us get poison ivy that day no luckily because i don't have insurance yeah (laughs) we were all like all right we were like everybody don't fuck up like walk right here do not fuck here like do not like fucking fuck up like just just get it right that was such a fun day though how long did that take us we were there we got there at what like noon noon and then probably around five or six we wrapped up with that one and then i did the other two 
uh, parts of the video. So did you do Fright Night there? Yep, we did Fright Night there and part of um, the violin one. What a fucking song name. Why did I just forget myself? That's the one with Christy, and it's the uh, slower song. Um, Covered in Crimson. There you go. So we shot, we luckily, uh, thank you to uh, Angel, um, who was over at uh, Parent. Well, I'm not supposed to say the haunt name. Uh, one of the haunt. Uh, around here, uh, they let us film there for the day, and I was very, very grateful. I was about so. to say, hey, yeah, kicking him on the leg over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do have an interesting question, and it's really probably for all three of you. Um, how did you guys wind up with each other? How did you guys meet? So, funny story. Um, I follow his partner Christy, and um, I always admired them from like afar at the conventions because the makeup is just phenomenal. Um, and I remember, I think the first time I saw them, they were, um, they had the outfit on where they had all the Barbie doll heads on them. And then the Boulay oh. brothers were there that year. Yep. And I like, I white girled on the Boulay brothers. Like, they walked past <laughs> me going to the elevator and I was like, Oh my God, you're so pretty. And Dustin was like, I, I looked at him cause they were like, Oh my gosh, thanks. And um, Dustin, like, Dustin was like, bitch. Did you, I was like, I did, didn't I? And I was like, yeah. Oh my anyway, God. Anyway, I follow, I follow Christy on Facebook and we became friends and she started promoting my work on Facebook, which blew me away. Cause I was like, oh my God. Like you get intimidated by certain people when you're an artist, like you just get in this box where you're like afraid of them. And then they messaged me and they're like, Dean wants to, you know, ha- we have some movie stuff coming up. Would you like to be part of it? And I was like, fuck yeah. Cause I, I'm just like, I want to get into that more. And I was like, this is a really cool opportunity. Do I need to bring like a, a portfolio? And they're like, no, we have everything on Facebook. And then we became friends. And then I met you yeah. like just doing, he was like, let's do uh what short were we doing? It was for, uh, um, what's so your character? Crap. The voodoo one. Oh, Jinx. Oh, Jinx. Jinx. The Jinx. Yeah, we did the Jinx that and that was the first time I great. met him. And uh, we just kind of hit it off like it was just kind of chosen family from there like there was no awkwardness it it's was really cool sad that that character is never come, gonna come to fruition but it still was a good character it i was had a, a lot good of fun character. doing that that, was fun. <clears throat> that actor you had was awesome i know it's, that was a cool reel yeah anyways sad sad times <laughs> for autumndale <laughs> <laughs> so dustin you got roped yeah. in through elena so that's, that's how you got by proxy i just Tagged along and then jumped in and helped on whatever thing I was there for. Which was a huge help because even like when you're on set, even the smallest contribution to anything is is awesome. And even without asking, like they were dressing a mannequin for a uh, uh, head chopping off. And, you know, Dustin just got right in there and started duct taping and everything. I've forgotten and, about that. Because um, as a director, when you're on set, I mean, and that was honestly, 92.3 was so smooth. We were ahead of mm-hmm. schedule uh, shooting and stuff. So it was very nice to have extra hands. But um, when you're a director and you're on set, um, you're so stressed out trying to, especially an indie film when you don't have a giant crew mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, you're stressed out trying to make sure the actors are okay and you're setting the the scenes and getting your lighting ready and blah, blah, blah. 
So it was the first time that I actually had a little bit of a crew. And so when everything was done and we're just waiting on actors, essentially, um, I was like, well, shit, thank you. <laughs> well, it's funny, like he would have actors drop out and they were, I was like, so I'm a victim in one of them. So like <laughs> cutting between takes, I was like, here's a little bit more blood. All right, I gotta get back in the spot, like <laughs> tied up and stuff. And then Dustin was a cameraman in one. And then I did a oh, zombie part. Oh, yeah, that's part. right. You were. Yeah, really <laughs> hey, man, I'm really glad you're here. So, I, need, I need an extra, like, now. Dude, you got it. <laughs> what's funny is, is, like, if you so if hot. anybody's friends with me, you're eventually going to be in something that I do because everybody else gets tired of my shit. And then I'm like, all right, who uh, who else can I bother? Hey, can you, you want to be in the body <laughs> or something? Who, who haven't I worn out yet? right but every actor you've had like i've made really good friends by just being part of that movie like right. 92.3 i made so many new friends and they're all like top-notch people i've not met one of them that's not like talked to me lately or or said hey how you doing you know they're all like superly nice people and that set was so cool because like in between takes, we're all watching horror movies, like yeah. chilling, like, and it, it's so fun because you get to know everybody. But the environment that they created for us was homey, and it wasn't like that. You have to be the greatest thing in the world. Like it wasn't. It wasn't intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was, was just like that environment. Who was, was changing the movies? Because every time I went, we all were back everybody in there. I was like, yeah. "It's a new movie." I'm like, "Who the fuck is doing this?" Well, yeah. <laughs> It was Halloween, and then it was Ghostbusters, and then it was something right. else. And I'm like, what the fuck? I basically, when anybody shows up to set, and I'm like, all right, so now is the the waiting around part. Um, so my house is your house. Just don't steal anything or shit on the floor. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> or don't <laughs> blast my Woo. fucking toilet apart. Uh, that's oh, like a man. story behind that. I, you know, we'll tell you off camera because this is gold. Come Hulk on, I'm just, I'm just dude. yeah, we can't. We don't know. All right, all right, all right. all right. Sorry, uh, listeners, they're not going to share it right now. I'll tell you later. If you ever see me at a convention or something, come up and I'll tell you the toilet blasting apart story. We could tell the fart part though. Oh man. I can't because we have, in order to put it in perspective. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Just know that someone farted and it was bad. So this is the second podcast we've talked about farts. (laughs) Awesome. You know, you got to make it personable for the listener. You know, you got to, you got to make it. We're human. There's no walls. Right. (laughs) 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 Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> oh man welcome to the podcast that's right <laughs> so oh my goodness play, what i don't even know what movies that's a that's a good precursor to one of my favorite horror <laughs> yeah one of my favorite horror movies um i can't uh I, so i can give you three uh i would say my top three is um first halloween three season of the witch um, which a lot of people are like, Ew, I didn't have Michael Myers into that. I say, Still fuck you, sir. Um, uh, the second one, uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, just because I feel like they fleshed out the characters better and they're the bring it all down. I love that shit. 
Um, and then third is a newer movie. Uh, it was Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's a great movie. It just I went into it expecting like your average cabin movie, and halfway through it, they flipped the script, and that's I was right. like. Well, that's how it started. It started like it was just going to be an Evil Dead knockoff, and then they flipped right. it on. Dude, the stoner. That was my favorite character yeah. in the whole fucking thing. He was like, what the fuck is going on? Do you guys not fucking hear that? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah it sucks you can't you can't watch that movie for the first time. Again. again. Yeah. Right. It, once, once you've done it, you've seen it, it's like, well. Unless you get amnesia somehow, yeah. which if I'm in a horrible car accident and I lose my memory, treat me. The, if I'm telling everybody right now, show me Cabin in the Woods again because that's going to be great. Maybe you'll get I'd, the uh, 50 first dates thing where every day you wake up and it's and you just put the VHS in and it's fucking Cabin that'd in the Woods. That'd be scary but great. If scary I could see Monster great. Squad again for the first time, right? that was my childhood like fucking... I made my mom rent that shit for me every fucking Friday, I think. Like that movie and fucking... Um, what was the other one? Okay, it had... Um, What's the guy, the skeleton who used to do scary stuff? It's a very broad. You're gonna have to. He had a TV show. Crypt Keeper. Yes, oh, Crypt Keeper. He did the movie and it was vampires. Um, oh, Bordello of Blood. I made Bordello her rip me that, that shit. That was the first all movie the I saw boobies in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my mom. Sorry, mom. I make you sound really bad on this podcast, but like I don't know why my mom let me watch it. There's a lot of titties in that movie. There's so many. But she was actually the one who got me into horror. I think that was my main reason to like watch horror movies like Dark Shadows and all the Universal monsters. So, thank you, mom. Yeah. I was uh, growing up, I I mean, I grew up in a very very conservative Christian household, so I didn't start um I mean, of course, like we weren't allowed to celebrate Halloween. We didn't do I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no, I, no you wonder why it's so fucked up now. <laughs> um, no, we didn't. We weren't allowed to do Halloween. I never triggered. I only trick or treated once and we pulled up to my grandparents' house um, and I got this awesome alien costume and I go up and I ring the doorbell and they sing Jesus loves you and pours a bowl of candy in my bag. And I'm trying to go to the next house and they're like, oh, no, you're done. We're Let's go inside. Let's eat your candy and watch some Jesus so and then so yeah it was it was a very weird thing so when i got to a point to where i could start watching horror movies um you know i would sneak over to friends houses or some some and uh you know the very first two horror movies i could ever i ever saw and i could remember it vividly the first one uh I, on Halloween night, I snuck next door to a neighbor's house and they had their parents were playing Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. And so I had never seen anything like that before. So the first scene that I see is where he's in the wolf state. Mm-hmm. He turns around oh, and titties around. Like, I'm like, just like, oh my God, what is, Jesus help me. That's like the sexiest and creepiest scene I think that has ever been in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, it's it's definitely up there. And then the gate. The gate was the first one that I actually watched I all the way through. It's um it stupidly enough was made for children originally, but then they were like it's too intense and these two kids open a portal to hell in the backyard. Awesome. It's um anyways, awesome. those movies started my love for horror and uh 
I don't know. It's been a sickness ever since then. <laughs> well, everyone here loves horror, so that's good. That's good. And and you've already listed your your favorite, uh, you know, maybe your top three horror movies. But what are some of some other films you you like? Uh, you know, I like to hear other people's opinions on on horror movies, and uh, uh, I'd like to know, know a, a few more that, that that you go to maybe watch once or twice a year. Man, I, I mean, there's there's so much. So I love, I'm not a fan of body horror. Um, you know, I've never been a big gore hound, which is a lot of horror fans are. Yeah. They the, the more gore, the better. I personally love the horror movies that use the setting to put you in a horror feeling. Um, so like, I do love, uh, like the conjuring films, mm-hmm. um, well, the first two, yeah, that last one, we're going to say that one from the um, I do love like, uh, trick or treat is one of my favorites, um, just because it's so beautifully shot and it's cute, dude. It's, it is cute. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite anthology films. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, uh, of course you. You have like uh, all the George Romero films um, that can be gory, but they don't rely heavily on it for zombie films, which is which is I think is, you know, anything that has. And I'm also a fan of political horror, uh, which a lot of horror fans aren't nowadays. Um, Now, when I say that, I don't mean I like the remakes of films that are putting in propaganda to try to change it up. Like the the last Black Christmas movie, I didn't care for that much. But yeah, I hated uh, it actually. I yeah. thought it was first garbage. Black Christmas. A lot of people don't give that movie enough credit. No, that actually first, is a very dark. Yeah, film. It's, and it's, like the being first in the one, attic the whole time. Yeah. I was like, dude. <laughs> no, they, boom. The first one's my favorite, and I did like the 2000, I think it was 2006 or 2007, that remake. I, liked, yeah. I enjoyed that. But this one they released like two years ago is hot garbage as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But when it comes to original horror that's political, like, uh, you know, uh, people hate Jordan Peele for some reason. And I just, I love his stuff because it's 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 more of a thriller than mm-hmm. horror, but... I'd still consider it horror, like, but us and um, Get I Out. I haven't seen those yet. I don't um, know about that. Yeah, I'm a fan of Get Out. I, I really enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy Us as much, but it it, it was still a good movie. But for yeah. some reason, Get Out really got to me. It, it, it you know, the one got thing me. that I will say about a remake that they made more political, which a lot of people were bitching about, but Candyman. If you watch the original, it was already political. They just yeah, weren't was. as forward with it as they are nowadays. And I will admit, um, I haven't seen the newest version. It's it's good. It's good. It's different. It's uh, but you know, it still has some of the same um, ideals. Um, there wasn't as much of a love interest as yeah. there was in the originals, but um, it's good. It's good. But um. Man, I, I could talk about horror all day. Uh, there's because there's so many subgenres. Right. Like I love cheesy horror too, like the old house movies. Um, uh, one of my all-time f- 
favorites I'd probably say in my top 10 is The Frighteners. Um, oh, yeah, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, uh, because it's it's a perfect blend of comedy and horror and just movies like that. That's That's horror perfection to me. Like, I don't need horror movies to scare the shit out of me. I just need you to take me on a dark journey. That's Ooh. that's what I like. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Elena and I are both avid readers. She more than I, because I'm spending a lot of time writing. Don't so tell it, people that. They don't need to need, know I'm a nerd, okay? <laughs> hey, hey. That's just kidding. Right. I am a nerd. That's all um, right. I've already but, read three books this month, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, I, well, I'm trying <laughs> to write a book, and it's not going very fast. I, I'm slowed my pace down because of the podcast and other things we got going on. So normally I release about two books a year, and this year it's going to be one if I'm lucky. I've got one paragraph written of the book that I'm writing, so I don't know. And we're in what <laughs> almost February, but uh, you know uh, we're both pretty avid re- readers. And Dustin, I, I I don't know if you're a reader. I think you are. Uh, slow, very, very painfully so. Um, it, I've, I've been reading one book for two years now. Oh, okay. um, yeah, but to give you credit, it is The Witching Hour by Anne Rice. It's, it's it so, is The so. Witching Hour by Anne Rice. That okay. is a large book, and it's a lot of information. There's so many words, and it takes me so long to read each one. And then I have to think about the word. Yeah. When we first yeah. got together, I lent him um, Joe Hill's Heart Shaped Box. Which was oh, an yeah. amazing book. It's an it's a fantastic book if no one's ever read it. Joe Hill is he is Stephen King's son. Um, I don't know how they're they're the same, but also different in certain comparisons. But that book is fucking fantastic. Um, it's about a possessed suit. Um, <laughs> that I don't I don't know how to describe it. Like he's a the guy the main character. He's an actual like macabre collector. Um, so he collects all kinds of things and was it, I can't remember if it was Craigslist or eBay. They had this suit. It was apparently haunted, worn by somebody dead. And it just has weird happenings anytime someone gets it and he gets a hold of it. And like his life just fucking goes. Anyway, beyond that, he borrowed it. And I was like, Hey, did you finish? Cause no one else read that book, but like me and my little brother. And I wanted somebody to talk to about, you know, yeah, I was I like, Hey, did you finish the book? Hey, did you finish the book? It took him like a month, but it was funny. That's funny. Well, the only reason I was able to finish it was it snowed and yeah. I didn't have to work. And so I finally had like, there was no power. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to like, uh, Mary Shelley, where it's just like, fuck, no, I have to read. Now I have to read. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish this book. I'm here. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm finishing this book. So. I think I have the anxiety thing where like, if I start something, like I have to fucking finish it or else like, and I'm like, I'm actually that meme on Facebook when people are like, it's 3am and you're in the middle of the plot part of the book. And it's like, I don't need sleep. I need fucking answers. That's actually a real, that, that's actually yeah. real. It's a thing. I'll like see how many pages the book has. I'm like, all right, so I have to read this much to be halfway. And it's, it's almost like a challenge in my brain every time. Oh yeah. Know. Well, I'm circling like it back, circling it back to Dean. Uh, are there any, any authors you read and enjoy? Uh, or so graphic novels. Yeah, graphic novels. Because um, those count. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't think. They count. Okay, so this is gonna. I have a hard time reading, um, just because of the way my brain works. I'll read like two lines, and then my eyes automatically go back up to the next two lines, and I end up reading the same thing over and over, and I get distracted. Uh, so reading is is I enjoy it, but it's harder for me to keep my attention 
So I'd have to say, honestly, to be completely honest, the whole book series that I've ever read is is um, the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, the high school books that you were required to read, like, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, what was it, like Animal Farm. Yeah. I never had to read that one. Like that. that was not part of ours. <laughs> um, so, the, I mean, I don't read often. Um, and comic books, I try not to read because at the time of I was building Autumndale, I did not want to be influenced by anything else. Uh, so, because... As as any artist does, we take uh, reflections from what we see oh, yeah. and make it our own. And so I was trying not to be influenced by anything. But if I had uh, to choose anything that I love, absolutely love to read, um, comic book wise, it would be Hellboy. Fantastic pick. Um, and the old... Uh, and this is going to make me sound real dumb, but goosebumps and scary stories to tell in the dark. Literally <laughs> all of our, all of our podcast people that we've interviewed, RL Stein's fear street, RL Stein goosebumps. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has a very strong influence in that world. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing goofy or dumb about that at all. We've heard it over and over again so far. It's literally um, a common theme. I think literally yeah, everyone yeah. we've talked to has had that as a major. Yeah. And Cause that's how they get you hooked. Yeah. RL Stein gets you hooked on horror. That's right. Well, growing up, I was a comic book kid too, and I I, I read comics up until I was probably about twenty five, twenty six. What's and, your favorite? Uh, well, I was a Spider Man kid, uh, and I'm a lot older than all of you. So I, back in the uh, mid seventies, they used to be like a quarter, twenty cents a piece, and my dad would give me a dollar, and I'd go in there and buy every Spider Man comic I could find on the rack. So I lived with Peter Parker forever growing up so and when i watch the movies and they do things that kind of irritate me because it's not true to the comic i you know i'm like ah, fucking webs out of his wrist no no fucking way but anyway I <laughs> if you're gonna read a good comic book purgatory is actually a fucking phenomenal badass bitch of a character she is gorgeous she is the hottest comic book character and every time i go to days they have this one guy who sells comics and Dustin will like buy them out because they're so hard to find. That and Evil Ernie. They're so good. Everybody needs to read them. I, I don't even know how to describe her. She's like a demon, vampirist, like ah. well, I love her. As far as, as far as storytelling goes, I, I love comics. And uh when when movie makers in Hollywood make comic book movies, I really wish they would go to the source material more than they do. Uh because the source now, material has it right there. This I out. will tell you, if I was ever given a large budget to do a comic book movie, mm-hmm. uh, the very first one I would do would be Johnny the Homicidal Maniac by Joe, Johan Vasquez. I have a hard time saying it. But the same guy that does Invader Zim and all mm-hmm. that, uh, he did that. I would love to see a real-life Johnny. Yeah. Um, yeah. How excited are you that uh, Invader Zim's making a comeback now? Oh, so uh, I just love Gurr. Like, <laughs> I had a Gurr jacket. I had all. When if I, I could went have through a my hot topic Gurr phase, show, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> He's so cute. Well, the Do you thing watch about, Invader Zim? I have not. 
but I was ah, oh, you're missing out. You missed out I, I, on I, I, a I very good childhood memory of ours, and I think you should probably just watch it. Just yeah, I was probably my, I was probably in my thirties when you were watching it. <laughs> well, here's the thing: even in your thirties, the the reason why I love his art style so much is because the social commentary on humans and how disgusting humans are is just hilarious. I actually never thought about it like the, that. You make a very valid point, pizza though. and all that. Yeah. Got the oh man, these. Gross. trashes humans as much as he can. Well, Elena will oh, send me the, the links where I can go catch up on that. So, but there's a lot. Where do they have it now? Netflix. Netflix. They Netflix. Do? I'll check it out there. Or is that the new one on Netflix? The newer. Enter the Florpus. <laughs> you know what else was a good show that people don't give enough credit for because it scared the shit out of me as a kid was actually Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was a good one. The art in that yeah. was very. Um, I love cartoons that would flash to like the almost ultra realistic, mm -hmm. uh, pictures for a minute. You know what I'm talking about? Ren and Stimpy yeah, was notorious yeah. for that too. Evil. Um, which no, I did watch Ren and Stimpy. I don't know how they put that on a children's <laughs> programming station, but my favorite was the fart episode when he like farted at the delivery kit or something. Then they had the booger table one. I, that was such a disgusting show. <laughs> I had a this booger table as a fart kid. Four twenty-one. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Making a common theme. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! But yeah, I mean, they've got all the source material right there. I don't know why they keep dicking with it, and messing it up. But anyway, I digress. <sighs> so, uh, do you have any questions for Dean? Questions? What? Uh, what do you got coming up? Besides the. Uh, uh, we were talking about the uh, the new album, but I didn't think I thought you had other. Yeah, uh, so much is coming up. Uh, so actually, I don't know when when is this being released. You know what date yet? It will be later in March. Um, so we're oh, okay. To, yeah, so it will be later in March. Uh, we're up through the 18th on episodes of March. So probably the one okay. after that. So so as of right now, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going through puberty. <laughs> um. As of right now, you can go. Uh, the Valentine's Day single uh, has already come out. Um, I did a. It's not rock. It's not hip hop. I wanted to do a pure horror song, um, so I took the classic song "Let Me Call You Sweetheart," and um, I wanted to do a song for Valentine's Day that showed how progressively. Um, insane love can get. Um, and especially from like an American psycho standpoint standpoint. Uh, so the, as the song progresses, the song gets more and more intense and horror. And uh, it's produced by Gory Rory, who's done a bunch of um, uh, scoring for a bunch of the films and stuff. So, uh, it's a very different song. You can hear that now, and I'm sure the video's out. Um, March, let's see. Next month, um, Poltergeist will be coming out. Um, I'm only doing two more hip-hop albums, and then I'm kind of completely moving on from that. Uh, Poltergeist being one, and Southern Gothic two uh, being the last. Um, so... Poltergeist should be out next month. Um, we'll have a whole line of jerseys and merchandise and stuff coming out with that. Um, 
the album is a co- collaboration album. Uh, features uh, groups like Ill Tricks, um, Mad Max, um, Jonathan Hill House of Oh the Horrors on there. Um, and then shortly after that, I have a group, uh, a, a uh, collaboration coming out with uh, Al Azul Ilu uh, or Axe, which is um, one, one of the best horror groups out right now uh, about the Eldritch Terrors. Um, super famous fun time, guys. I have a track coming out with them called Burn Your House Down um about shitty neighbors and stuff fuck those neighbors um which uh super super famous fun time guys uh they're very much um hate filled satire so <laughs> all of their music is super poppy and upbeat but full of just i hate you lyrics yeah, which just is listen absolutely to lyrics. great um so so they're super awesome too both of them are on uh long live evil uh lle so i got a lot of stuff coming out this year uh, a lot of videos um we're doing two events this year uh we haven't released them yet uh but one's in the summer one's in the fall um and then uh i don't know just got a lot of music coming out a lot of videos coming out um out now also uh you know if you guys don't know me or my music um we have a whole kind of multiverse of dean um i have a cartoon character named gordy um uh, he's our mascot um you know chef uh which my buddy chuck plays um we have all kinds of weird characters and stuff um you know we have another character that's coming out this year uh, the belled buzzard. Um, and all those are going to be incorporated into the new live stage show. Um, we just got a whole setup to where we can bring cartoon characters on stage with us and, um, people who aren't, uh, who can't tour with us, they'll be on stage with us, uh, via screens. Um, yeah, we're, and we're working on a, a fully immersive show, uh, where we pump smells into the crowd, um, confetti cannons and body parts and all kinds of cool shit. So, well, that's awesome. Um, one other question is you explain what is coming up, but, uh, can you kind of consolidate it where people can find you on YouTube or do you have a website? Where can they find you on social media? Uh, yeah, where, where can the absolutely. Folks find you? As of right now, um, if we, uh, this would have been earlier. It wouldn't have mattered, but <laughs> now uh, we have our fully functioning brand new website out at army of the heartless.com. Uh, and you can find uh, all the music videos there. You can find all the merchandise and updated stuff. Um, you know, every month we try to put out something fun for everybody. Um, and outside of that, uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, destiny, everything and nothing. Um, and Facebook, uh, Dean Von odd. Um, and, uh, TikTok. I'm locked out of my TikTok. How I gotta, the fuck did you get locked out of TikTok? Cause I forgot my password and I created a whole new TikTok on accident. And, oh, and if you have the email with, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So. See, I told you TikTok is too many fucking buttons. I'm old. I'm old. There's I, a lot of I buttons. I don't I don't technology well. Yeah. There's buttons. <laughs> yeah, I barely do the Facebook, so Right. <laughs> but unfortunately you have to be keep up on off all this social media Silly stuff. Things. Yeah. Uh, when, media. when when we put the YouTube uh link up for the podcast where everyone can see you. Uh, I'll make sure to put those links down in the description so they can click on them. Sweet. And uh, Elena, do you have any other questions? For- I'm trying to think. With Katie, man, I know you said that's one of your favorites, and I meant to ask you this a minute ago, but squirrel. Um, so, Tony <laughs> Todd, do you ever get intimidated when you see him at conventions because of that yes. character? Like, I can't so, fucking talk to the guy. I get so weirded out. I'm like, it's Katie. I've stood at the end of his table twice and walked away now just because... <laughs> Yeah, I don't get starstruck by many people, um, but I, it, okay. So everybody knows I'm I'm very openly um, bisexual. Um, that man's voice does something to me that I don't think I can handle in public. Yeah. So I, I would just probably walk up and be like, "Talk." To me. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I just try. I can't. I can't meet him. Um, Hi. Hello. That's probably what's going to happen to me if I see Tom Savini at days. I'm going to be like, hi. Yeah. Uh, We talked about Tom Savini with uh, Tony Wash. He did a movie with him. Dude, I can't even imagine like what I would talk to him about. And like my mom wants to go to days. And the last time she went, we met Joe Bob and she was showing Joe Bob my makeup. And I was just like, please stop. Please stop doing this. Oh my God. I can't. So so much pressure. Yeah, he's going to be there in February, right? Yeah, I know, but my mom will walk up to him. She goes, oh, my God, she's so talented. You have to hire her today. Like, here's her work. This is what she does. This is her website. And she'll show that. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mom. She's hey, my number hey. one fan, and it's so fun because I love it. But it's so funny when she goes to conventions because she watches that. We got her in a watch and shutter. And, like, if there's too many – you know how it logs you out on certain accounts? Mm-hmm. She called me the day. She goes – my shutter is locked out. Why did he lock me out of shutter again? Why? <laughs> so every time we go over there, we'd walk her back in. But she loves watching Joe Bob and all that. So, like, her meeting Tom Savini would be a big deal, too. Because we used to watch, um, oh, my God, Dust Till Dawn a lot, too. So yeah. that was a big uh, thing. Yeah. That was, so, yeah, it, I don't know. But, yeah, Tony Todd is another one. Like, I, I still picture him as Candyman. And, like, yeah. he freaks me out. He's so tall, too. And then not only that, his voice works. Oh, he could spit bees in my mouth any day. <laughs> Charles, have you ever had anybody you're like mush mouth with other than Jen Wigmore um, that you're like starstruck by at days? Like, do you have anybody? Oh, who ever, like, not really starstruck, really star-struck but people that I, you know, the people that I want to see, I haven't seen yet. Like I missed Amy Steele on the last one. Uh, she's in Friday the 13th part two. She was the final girl and she was in April fool's day. So I freaking love Amy Steele and I want to meet Amy Steele. I tried to reach out on her social media where I was thinking I'm a creeper saying, Hey, I'm here. I want you to be on our podcast, but I haven't heard back from her either. But, uh, uh, That's she- how I feel about Danielle Harris. Cause I'm about to meet her at Astronomicon mm-hmm. and, uh, she's really cool. I just got, I'm just one of those times. I just keep my hands in my pocket. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen me with Barry Boswick when, like, he came over. I was 
I don't even know. What is I weird? I feel like I was weird. <laughs> you no, 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 no. I felt so weird. He's yeah. so tall. He's like, ah. I'd be weird with Tim Curry. I'd be weird. Uh, oh, I would literally just be on the floor, can, like full on Wayne's yeah. World style. Like, yeah. yeah, I'd be like shaking and stuff, trying to give him. I, I would just freak out in front of Tim Curry. I would probably cry because that would be a dream come true, and then I would just pass out. I would just, I would just pass out. Him and RuPaul, like straight up, I would pass out if I met full on, like pass the. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I white girled on the Boulay Brothers because clearly I can't handle my fucking self. Well, there, I mean, there's a lot of people in horror that I would love to meet. I don't think I would wig out over them, though, you know, and those conventions give us give us a chance to meet some of them. But there's some that they're either doing something across the country. They're not at Days of the Dead or they don't do conventions. So, but, you know, who's uh, the sweetest human is actually Doug Bradley. He is so nice. He's so right. sweet. And considering that he was pinhead, he's just like yeah. a really yeah. nice person. So I will tell you the the hardest I've I ever fanboyed. Was I was actually working security for um, Spooky Empire, mm-hmm. and the that year was just so stacked. It had Tom Towels, uh, every Leatherface, yeah. um, and you know uh, William Forsyth, and just so many dope people. And the, from the moment I got there, I was overloaded because. Uh, I was outside smoking, and Clive Barker's partner came out and asked me for a light. Um, and then oh, nice. um, my back was hurting, and William Forsyth came up and said, "Grow a pair and shut up." And I was like, "Oh my god, he just told me to grow a pair. I love it." And then, um, you know, the 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 guy who Brian Johnston, the guy who played uh, the second Leatherface. Okay, I had dreadlocks at the time, and he came up and he was like, "I know you." where to get pot <laughs> and uh, it was like i can get you pot leather face and uh no problem so that was a cool give me five uh, minutes yeah and uh you know that year i got uh bill mosley had always has those chop top yeah. Uh, yeah. leather lead plates i got one of those signed by him and uh it was just an overall really cool experience and you know working security um, you kind of get more one-on-one time mm-hmm. with them as humans and not right. as like Family. them at the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're just like, God damn, I hate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay the pills somehow. And I'm like, yes, yes. Show me the real you. <laughs> <laughs> the facade is gone. Parker, the first year we ever went to days, um, I think I just First year we were there, we were walking back to our room. It was late at night. Then all of a sudden, Clive Barker is just like wheeling down the hallway. What's up, guys? And I was like, (laughs) and then the other girl was like, oh, my God, that was fucking Clive Barker. So there was like all five of us in this hallway, like Clive Barker just literally rolled down the hall, like just fucking rolled down. That's a that's a very I want to be in that motherfucker's mind. When I was at the convention, he was at. It took every ounce of me not to drain my entire bank account for an original Clive Barker piece. Those are fucking... I didn't know how much it was going to (laughs) be. Who were like, oh my God. I didn't even want to go in there. I was like, I don't want to breathe on it. Yeah. You had to walk away. They're like, what, five to a grand? Uh, Yeah, anywhere from there. But the one I wanted in particular was, it was probably around six foot by Mm. by five foot, I want to say. And it was... 
like three grand and I was oh, just wow. like, Oh God, I want it so bad. I'll go into debt for some shit like that too. <laughs> Can you imagine um why did I just forget his name? He directs with Johnny Depp all the time. Uh Tim Burton. Can Tim you imagine Burton. like him being at a convention though and him having his artwork there? It wouldn't be possible. Yeah. <gasps> That line would be. Insane. Well, I say that, but then you have like, uh, you know, Dragon Con has certain celebrities like that, like William Shatner or whatnot that have yeah. lines that go. Yeah. But I feel like horror conventions are a little bit less uh, equipped to deal with people. Well, yeah, that that's what they're I mean. smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't know they're, if they could handle that kind of. Yeah. Level. Well, what, one guy I really miss at the conventions, and he, you know, we used to see him every year at Days of the Dead in Atlanta. Is is Sid? So. What a sweetheart! Yeah, uh, our first year we got to meet him and take a picture with him, and thank God we did because he passed away that second year. And going next to that table and everybody putting cards in like that broke my entire heart. Like I had to walk away for a second. Like that actually hurt my soul. I don't ever get upset about people, but passing. But that one fucked fucked me up pretty bad his panel was just did you get to go to that panel that year when he was there well he's been there a lot but uh it all blends together i can't remember 2018 or 29 it was 2018 i think so i think because um we watched his panel and he just has so much knowledge and experience and he was so interesting to listen to and no one wanted to stop the panel like, no one was rushing it. Like, hey, we got a time constraint. Everybody was just in there like. <laughs> I, I can out. I can tell you, I, I can word for word recite um, Sid Haig's favorite speech. And um, and it's simple. And I heard him say it a thousand times. And I think it was by, um, what's the guy's name? And it's Chapel. William Chapel. Anyways, the, it, the whole thing is just never give up do what you love yep. and never give up and uh, he said that almost every time i heard him speak and that shit just resonated with me for well, the rest of my life well the the director i recorded a podcast with yesterday tony wash he directed a movie with sid haig uh, uh high, on the, high on the hog that's high actually a good movie I love that. that's that a good movie cool movie yeah, yeah. I, ha- yeah. I haven't seen it yet and i'm going to rent it this weekend um but he had several Sid Haig stories, which I'm not going to rehash here because he told them on the podcast. And one of them is a very good story about how one of the production people just up and quit and how Sid stepped in to, to calm everyone's fears uh, because mm-hmm. it was a pretty high level person that quit. And Sid was like, let me shut up right now because I want people to hear it from Tony. But Sid was a presence there and he calmed everybody down to get the movie done. And it was it was high on the hog. It was that film. Uh, to yeah. see him in the last um, Devil's Reject film, uh, Three from Hell, yeah. just seeing him like that actually was really sad, too. Oh, yeah. Just being in the movie theater was very sad. To However, see I do want to see that Hanukkah movie. Yeah. I don't know if it ever came out. Or didn't if... we buy it? No. We didn't. Never... I thought we'd buy it. Uh, I don't know that it ever it, came out. It did come out. It's they, You can buy it. They normally have it at days at that one table that has uh, the Frankenhooker stuff. It's right gotcha. when you first walk in. It's over by the lady who sews the stuff on the flannel shirts. I can't remember her booth, but you have the purse booth, and then they're like right there on the. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to see that shit, even though I know it's going to be kind of rough. Because um, I think he was sick majority of and that film. It sucks because he used to get pissed off mm-hmm. because people were 
the whole thing, people would talk about how sick he was or there'd be whispers at the convention. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we heard that shit, you know, and so he came out publicly at one point was like, look, I'm fucking fine. Like, just let me be alive <laughs> that instagram post was hard too to read yeah. and then I, we didn't yeah. know he was sick we were, he was just like i was just losing weight and like then a couple months later he passed and i was like oh yeah. man well that's exactly probably what he didn't want people just feeling sorry for him you know they, they, well, yeah. his wife still runs his page and that it's it's just pretty much like a memorial of him and yeah. all the right. stories that he has and it's still a really good page to go to it's still a feel-good page yeah, that's a hard one. That's that is a hard one. Well, even in his limited role in Three from Hell, even that few minutes he had on the screen, he still captivated you. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. yeah when he said what he said, I was there. <laughs> How'd you feel about that movie? I like it I I because I the, here's the thing about so many people hate Rob Zombie movies, and They're I art. I'm white trash, so I love white trash movies. Yeah, I'm not one um, of those people. I love Rob Zombie movies. Yeah, and here's the thing about Three from Hell. Was it kind of rehashed of Devil's Rejects? Yeah, yeah. it was Devil's Rejects in Mexico. Um, but they also money, switched roles. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Mosley's character evolved, got older, and became Cutter's character. Yeah. Um, and Baby went batshit and took Otis's spot. I loved watching her yeah. fucking mind in that prison cell. I fucking loved yeah. that scene. That was so good. And I wanted a movie just about her losing her mind. Um, I really liked that. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see the outtakes of her losing her mind is li- Lily Munster when she just goes yeah. Because <laughs> you know, they're not going to put it in the movie, but she's going to go batshit on set. So I want to see Everybody's that. giving him shit about that, but that's I, his look, favorite. I think he's literally going to do that every bit of justice. Yeah, deserves, I think it's going to literally be amazing. And everybody, if you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Exactly. You know? Um, I, I, you know, even Lords of Salem, people were like, oh, it's shit. And I was like, that was his attempt at an art movie. You don't, if you don't enjoy art yeah. movies, you're not going to fucking like it, dude. Like, I always, always preface that film when it's people ask me, I say it's a, it's a hour and a half long music video. Right. That's yeah. meant to just be taken in. That's. I think I watched it as a film the first time I watched it. I was like, ah, it's okay. I don't get it. And then I watched it by myself and I was like, okay, that's actually really beautifully done. Right. And the thematic elements it had. And then fucking Patricia. I mean, obviously it's amazing. Yeah. She was cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like the, my first watch, I was like, I, I don't know if I like this or not. And, Same it, with Midsummer. You're going to yeah, hate it the first yeah. time you watch it. Yeah. You still hate it. But I mean, yeah. you, you love <laughs> I'm scared to watch it. You haven't watched it yet? I'll no, watch it. because I, I fucking I hate stay there and stay there an extra three hours, and Dustin will pop the video. Yeah, we yeah. have the extended cut too. I just I hate the witch. I hate the lighthouse. Oh, I, I hate. You don't like slow burn. I I don't. I want. I want my movies that are full of color and poppy and ha ha ha, let's do this and has a story. <laughs> or I want just, you know, something with a, I don't know, man, it just hits me different. I think you and I are the same person because slow burn horror, I either love it or I fucking despise yeah. it. And like, I want a good storyline. I want to be engaged, but I don't want to have my feelings hurt. I don't want to have to think about that shit laser and it, later and it's going to resonate with me. 
He yeah. likes the deep ones, like that cut you real deep. And he'll go home, yeah. eat a sandwich, and go to bed. I'm like, I need to watch cartoons. Like, there's, yeah. I gotta watch SpongeBob now. Like, yeah, there's no, a whole you're, process. You're, you're gonna hate that film, but you should still oh, subject yeah. yourself. to Christy it. Christy loves it. She she was like, oh man, did fall to the ground and yeah. blah, blah. and I'm like, man, I just can't. I will say, artistically, it is very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. It's really pretty to look at, but it's a hard watch. It is definitely. Have you seen Bliss yet on Shutter? No. Okay. That's actually really good. Yeah. We, we gifted I would that suggest that Christmas, one for you. And he was yeah. like, hey, okay. this is crazy. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you it watch Willy's Wonderland yet? I have not. I love I'm that. Gonna watch See, that that's, that's my type of ah, dumb fucking yeah. comedy. But I that, loved it. He um, never spoke. The banana great. splits. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was awesome. Da, 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 da. You didn't watch it yet? You got to watch it. I've got it. Watch the banana splits, too. It's on Amazon. Give me okay. something dumb with a dumb character that kills people. I love dumb, dumb. Give me dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think comedy horror, one of my favorites, is Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah, or like... Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, Tucker and Dale, which yeah. I wish they would hurry up with the sequel. Um, that was hilarious. But I, I don't know. I yeah. give me give me dumb over smart any day. Simple, make it. I'm a simple man. All right. I Never claim to be the smartest man, man Jenny. <laughs> I love you, Jenny. <laughs> well, I know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my, oh, wow. my special shoes. Anyway. Uh, what's fucked up is I had to wear those special shoes as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and I, I didn't know it because I basically, basically I came out backwards, but one leg was still up in there, so my oh, hips no. were all displaced and stuff. And I didn't know it until I was a teenager, and my mom was like, ha, oh, ha, you used to wear the special shoes and for all my friends. I was like, God damn it. Damn it, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Chon does care about your schooling, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we're going to do an episode on Forrest Gump. That's an awesome movie, though. I loved it. Oh, yeah. You still don't cry at the end. You're not human. Yeah. I, I have a hard time with, like we were talking about earlier, anything that has to do with like mentally handicapped people or like what's eating yeah. Gilbert Grape. That oh, was a and, phenomenal like, performance. I love though. it, but. It, it's I, a hard one. I don't want to be sad when I'm leaving the theater. Like I already like I struggle with wanting to kill myself on a daily basis. I don't want to go to the theater and be yeah. like, "Well, fuck!" Now I really want to kill myself. <laughs> it's hard. Don't go see an art movie with Dustin. Then just don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 have gotten into a fight on several movies before. Yes, just because, like, he'll get home and go straight to sleep. My like, no fucking thoughts. My movies are not depressing. My movies are anxiety inducing. There's a difference. I had a panic attack trying to watch <laughs> fucking Mandy. Okay, because that movie is anxiety in encapsulated well, in film. It makes you feel like you're tripping acid, and you're like, yeah. and I was just like, hey, we gotta pause it. I gotta eat some pizza. I don't know. Yeah. I, was just like, I gotta go. You gotta, I gotta do something go. happy. You gotta do something. Yeah. Happy. I, I legit actually had a panic attack. I don't know why, because it's not like I don't know. I think you said one time you said something about you had to watch SpongeBob or something. Just to, yeah. <laughs> I do have hope though. Speaking of, because we've spoken about a couple of his movies so far, uh, I there is a very good chance that I could afford Nicolas Cage because he is Stop doing it. everything. Okay, now. how do you feel about him doing Dracula though? Uh, I would rather um, not 
throw myself into a wood chipper, okay. but uh, I'm going to watch it because, God, what a that beautiful train wreck it's going to be. Because this is how he's going to say, and then I'm going to suck your blood. Well, you know, yeah. that's how he talks. He has his cadence. Oh, yeah. He was cast as Superman with long hair. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. Yeah. What? You've never yeah. seen the behind the scenes for that? Yeah. It looked pretty cool. I would have watched it. Yeah, he 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 was actually cast in the role, and he had the suit on, but his hair was long. It was Superman with long hair. You know what I would ask him about? Because I'm intrigued. Why he sold the uh, Larue Mansion? Because he yeah. said a lot of bad shit was happening to him because he bought that it's career. Like so. you don't fucking buy the most haunted fucking place in the fucking anywhere and expect good things to happen. Like you just don't fuck with certain stuff, dude. You just don't. You don't do it. So coming back to to music though. That is something I would very much love to do is um, record an album and like record one song and like that mansion Inside? and then go to uh, Penhurst Asylum and record a song and just go to some of the haunted places in America and record a song and like try to capture spirits on the album and shit. You are brave, sir. Like, how no dope thanks. would that be? Every time you play the album, you hear somebody screaming in the background. I or will some not shit. be in that music video. I'll be at home. <laughs> I am not staging my entire existence. Well, dude, he's he's kind of onto something. That's very unique. But I'm yeah. I'm with you on like I want to know, like I want to hear something because right. like I don't want that fucking um, ghost hunters guy fucking oh, asshole. Zach Baggins. I don't want a Zach yeah. Baggins recording. Like I want a fucking like I want to be frightened. <sighs> Me too, but so badly. Like here's the thing, I believe in the paranormal. Yeah, I want there to be paranormal. I've never had a paranormal experience that I couldn't yeah. explain. Um, but I can tell you, I want the full poltergeist fucking. I want a bad experience with the afterlife uh, to know that it's real. Like he wants haunt- skeletons in the swimming pool. That's what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I want some bad shit to happen so I could be like, oh yeah, this shit's real. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. We uh, I think when we were moving when I was a kid, my mom used to take me and my cousin Vinny and my grandma because me, him. And my grandma had, like, we have this weird, like, we know when something's off, like, in the house. Like, I have this really weird thing. And still to this day, I know when something bad's going to happen. I just have this fucking thing. It sounds insane. Anyway, we were moving, and they took us to go visit this house. And uh, Vinny wouldn't even go in. And then my grandma and I go in. It's in the middle of the fucking summer. Like, air conditions turned off. There's nothing in this house. It's hot as balls. We get in this one room in the house, and it's fucking freezing. Like, and I'm talking like Arctic blast freezing. And I was like, we're leaving. We have to leave. They were like, why is it? Nope. Somebody got murdered here. And they were like, no, I was like, somebody is like legit getting murdered here. Like, I don't like it. Then we get in the basement and like fully empty house. We get in this basement and there was like a dungeon looking thing in this door that was like padlocked. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And like a whole family, like a whole family looked like they were living down there. There was like Bibles and like kids. It's out. And I was like, I'm out. I think there was a book inside that room that probably wrapped in barbed wire and and plastic. I was like, there's a Bible down there. I don't know if they're locked in there. I was like, I don't like it. My grandma was like, Mary Ann, you can't buy this. We have to go. This is terrible. It was. (laughs) Anywhere with a Bible, count me out. (laughs) That's some scary shit. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff in there. 
I have too many questions. Matt, that's a whole other episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Well, does anybody have any underlying thoughts or advice to give to any people coming into the music business or in the, you know, any actors? Do you have any advice for any people like that? Any budding or artists? Uh, don't do it. It's expensive and you're just going to be depressed at the end of the day with the outcome. No, I'm kidding. Follow your dreams. Uh, Fuck the mainstream. Uh, Quit your job. Join the circus. Whatever makes you happy at the end of the day, do it. Because we all live in the Matrix and it's not real anyways. You know, I feel that way a lot. Honestly, (laughs) you know what? Sell your body. If you got the body, sell it. You're going to make a lot of money. Hey. I'd sell feet pics. I'm just saying, man. They, people, do you I know would, how much money people make on feet pics? Like, yeah, if I was anybody like, I has a it. fetish for like um, corns and and yellow crust <laughs> around your toes, I got you. Hit me up. <laughs> we can make your dreams come true. Rule thirty four. It exists. Yeah. <laughs> they they have cake fart videos. Oh, uh, that's tight. Yeah. They also have a challenge to see how many Sharpies you can put in your butthole, too, on Reddit. I didn't know. No, thank you, Amadeus and Dustin, for letting me know about it, because Jesus fuck. I want to watch them color with it. Oh, wow. That's a thing. (laughs) No, it's a thing. thing. What? (laughs) Saint it. Saint it. You just changed my life. Yeah, I will find it after the podcast. (laughs) This podcast changed my life. Thanks, guys. Butthole coloring. All right. So well, we, Charles, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you at? Yeah, you can find me at Charles Campbell Author on Facebook. You can find my stuff at valleyboypublications.com. It has links to all of my social media stuff. And we thank you so much for listening to Horror 421, the podcast. So that's what I got out there. And I am Elena Marie on Facebook. And you can find me at JukeboxBaby78 on Instagram and TikTok. If you would love to see some of my crazy makeup stuff that I do, I paint myself, I do drag. There's a lot of stuff I do. And if you want to see him in some of those pictures, he is on there. He never posts anything, but he is on there. I don't exist anywhere. <laughs> He's just there for the Facebook drama. That's His name is Dustin. I lurk. I just lurk. He I don't lurks. post. It's useless to follow me on anything. Uh, now you have, to, you have to make one called The Lurker and the just lurker. never post anything. I would anything. follow the shit out of that. That's a horror movie waiting to be made. It the probably lurker. is. That reminds me of uh, the character on Elvira, The Breather. Where you would just call her and be like, <sighs> We love our Elvira here. Oh, yeah. As you can see, she's in the corner. Or I'll see ya. Well, Horror 421 podcasters and family, thank you for coming on today. I hope you guys have a lovely day and a spooky week. Bye. We hope you had a horrific time, lovelies. Thank you for tuning in to Horror 421, the podcast. Be sure to like us on YouTube and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.